Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Vibrant Family Podcast of FCBC Walnut with Pastor Terrence Shea and Katie Lee. We aim to bring our church's disciple-making vision to life by connecting church as family and family as church. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Pastor Terrence, it's been a while. It has been quite a few weeks. And I hope everybody misses us. (laughs) Well, we definitely miss you, that's for sure. Yes, and then we have so many things we want to catch up on today. So we're just going to throw it all out there. We'll start with you. What do you want to update us on, first of all? Well, you know, we're two months into our Biblical Worldview series, which brings together children's ministry and turf and Unicoi and IT and also our Sunday School on Tuesdays. So it's been quite a journey so far. Well, for those who haven't gone to Biblical Worldview series, it's not too late. We have Sunday School on Tuesdays for this uh, Biblical Worldview series. And really want to say how enriching it has been. Very um, great topics that we've been covering. Yeah, and our philosophy has been this, is we want to be able to kick down the door on these issues. Which means, for some, it might feel like, oh, wait, you know, this topic is being introduced, you know, to my child. Or, you know, this topic is being raised in such detail with my student and with my youth. Yes, that's what we're trying to do. Because we want the church to be a place in which these sensitive yet relevant issues can be addressed in specifics but then also with applications and encouragement in our church family where then people can struggle and wrestle and grow. I I like that because uh, kicking down the doors, because these are some of the topics that we don't normally talk about at home, but um, we need to, we need to for the sake of the children, because that's what they are growing up into. And how do we give them a biblical worldview on these very sensitive topics? Yeah. So as an encouragement to all of you guys, whether you're disciple makers at home as parents Uh, or grandparents, or if you're just a mentor or an auntie and uncle at church, don't be surprised by these topics, but continue to engage with those that God has put in your lives. Just, you know, ask questions, raise conversations, let people know that you are somebody that will listen, that will care. And if you don't have all the answers, that's okay. We will work together both to support, but then also uh, to supply answers to your questions. Yes, which speaking of disciple making and disciplers and aunties and uncles, Awana. You know, I have to talk about Awana. You have to. So many great things are happening there. You know, we've been meeting online and God is so good. It is turning out much better than we expected. Mm. And, uh, you know, it has uh, taught us a lot of things that we could transfer to in-person as well when we're able to go back. For example, one is that we're able to have breakdown to smaller groups. You know, we used to, in person, we can easily have eight to 10 kids per group and it's manageable, but online we can't have eight to 10 kids. So we have learned to break down to three, maybe sometimes two per group. And we found that that personal attention makes such a big difference. So now we think, yeah, when we get in person, we want smaller groups. Yeah. uh, We've been able to, and and thank God for calling many of you to serve in Awana in that way, because obviously we needed many more leaders. And uh, God has called up, raised up disciple makers who are willing to serve in Awana so that we can have a higher ratio of um, leaders to kids. You know, that's so important when it comes to disciple making. And that's the distinction with programs where a lot of times we just focus on filling a room or getting a number. But at the end, if we're about disciple making, then there are people who are discipling and then there are people who are being discipled. And the more personal they are, the more they're able to walk with each other, the more meaningful it is. You know, even with Sunday school, I don't want to miss 
talking about other children, disciples, Sunday school, preschool teachers, um, art class, you know, we still have other children ministries going on. And we've learned so much about that disciple making about relationships, because that's what we're focusing on, not just on serving the snacks and, and the running around. But when you're just face to face like this, you really have to engage in relationship. So, yeah. 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 So for many of you guys uh, who are interested in serving, I mean, seriously, consider children's ministry. You might not have a lot of past experience, but certainly if your desire is to invest in the life of another, uh, it's a broad, open harvest. And the earlier we start them, the more they're just open to hear and the more they're familiar with the beautiful stories in the gospel and also in the Bible. Well, speaking of which, PT, uh, to invest in our church and the in the disciple making process, what is the first step that someone needs to do? The first step, well, it helps that they are followers of Jesus. So they need to be growing deep in their walk with God in prayer and engaging with God's word. Mm -hmm. So we want to encourage everyone with that today. You know, I know the pandemic has been hard and we really do need to renew and refresh and be revitalized uh, in our relationship with God. Follow Jesus. And what would be the second step, PT? Well, the second step is to follow Jesus with others. And so whether you have the opportunity to invest in a group of people through joining a group or serving with a group of people by being on a team, using your gifts and talents, that's a very helpful and meaningful first step and next step for you. Yes, and that's why I want you to talk about, because I know that's what you'd love to talk about too. Yeah, you know, church's family, uh, God has opened so many doors and frontiers during this season. And so as we're going into the month of March, which is also why we really wanted to get this episode out, we, we have so much that has been happening that we wanted to be able to share with you guys. In the month of March, we're going to just put this emphasis on the joy of committing and growing with one another as part of a church through membership. And so you're going to be hearing a lot of different testimonies through prayer meeting of the 12 candidates that are going to join us in April through baptism and through transfer. You're going to be able to hear about leaders being trained for groups and uh, decisions and processes being developed for both the ministry fair and also the next open enrollment. All these things are happening and they're all happening so that when Easter comes, when the resurrection and the new life that is given to us in Christ allows us to be new creation, we're able to do that in the midst of SBC Walnut Church family. I'm excited about baptism. You said 12 candidates uh, for membership, but that's only in the English congregation. We have a few more in the Chinese congregation we too. Do. So we do. All three congregations, we have membership and baptism. Mm -hmm. And you, you said we're going to be uh, hearing testimonies. Where would that be, PT? Uh, well, it will be happening on Wednesday nights in prayer meeting for sure. But if the opportunities also come, uh, for these candidates to share in their groups or in fellowship formats, we will highly encourage those as well. Uh, there's nothing more encouraging and also refreshing for us to hear how God has worked in the lives of others. And so stay tuned. Wednesday nights for sure at prayer meetings, and we want you to be there. But then as you're part of other groups and fellowships, you might be able to hear the candidates share there as well. You know what? Even a uh, prayer meeting uh, has been a wonderful opportunity for us to invest in the church and be a part of the uh, membership of the church mm -hmm. uh, to pray for one another and then you know i really like the random breakout rooms <laughs> uh, yeah oh yeah the, the the puppet strings of of the breakout rooms <laughs> those are always enjoyable you know i was uh, in the uh, prayer meeting last week and i said oh i always look forward to who i'm gonna pop into the screen in this breakout room and then my husband says yeah it's kind of like on a blind date 
<laughs> it is. It is. You never know who you're going to get, but it's going to be a quality time to get to know one another and to pray for each other. Definitely. It has been a quality time every time to get to know someone and pray with and for them and uh, intergenerationally too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, speaking of um, walking towards Easter, right now that we are in a season where we call Lent yeah. and uh, you might call it anything else, but it is a season where we're preparing our hearts towards Easter. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit about that, Terrence? Well, Easter, you know, it's it's the culmination. It's the it's the mountaintop of the Christian faith. Because if Christ is not risen from the dead, then we have no hope for forgiveness. We have no hope for reconciliation, and we will die in our sins, as every person who's made in God's image who is not reconciled with Him will eventually do. Uh, so Lent is just a wonderful time, and I know that as a church we don't formalize that observation, but certainly we're in a culture, and many of us are familiar personally with this idea of setting aside whether it's um, just distractions or obstacles or even uh, I items and objects of idolatry in our lives sometimes, and just to set it aside so that we're able to focus on God's story through Christ. And so let me ask you, Katie, um, for Lent, are there things that you do? Are there things that you're observing this year to able to, to help you to fulfill that purpose? Yeah, there are many good online devotions that you can sign up for Lent to tell, help us to walk through those 40 days towards uh, Christ's uh, death and resurrection. So I signed up one with uh, Gospel and Life, which is Tim Keller's ministry. Mm -hmm. And each morning, I, the first thing I do is read that devotion on my phone. And then I put down my phone. I don't do anything else. I can have that time to meditate and not check my uh, social media until later on in the day. So that has been very refreshing for me. And other things you might do is uh, like stopping your social media earlier in the evening and spend mm -hmm. the evening, have some time with God or turn off your, um, you know, Netflix uh, binges for a while and, yeah. and spend that time with God and prepare our hearts. Or, you know, the, the typical Lent is fasting. Right. You know, fast from meat or fast from certain candy or something. And that also reminds us that we're, putting aside something that uh, helps us to remember Christ's suffering for us. You know, that's such an important discipline for us to have, because a lot of times we try to add on more to an already full plate, and we wonder why we get so little of anything. But when we actually put something aside so that we have room on our plate, then you'll find that there's much more attention and focus being paid to what is on there rather than having to juggle everything. So that's a good word. Thanks, Katie. Yes, you know, sometimes, uh, well, we had, was thinking, hoping that we might be in the new building by Easter, but with or without the new building, Easter is happening and Easter yeah. is going to be fantastic <laughs> because celebrating Christ is, uh, like you said, the highlight of our Christian walk. Yeah. And for those of you guys that have been coming out with us to worship outdoors, it's been great gathering with you. But if you haven't, the building is visible. The fences are down and we're getting closer and closer to not only just being done with the building, but in planning for it and moving back and just visioning and, and just thinking how wonderful it's going to be for this to be in addition to our campus. And so I invite you guys to come back and worship with us, which is actually the first step on the Southfield Pathway corporately to gather as a congregation. So we invite you to join us. We'll be there. Yes. And we hope to see many of you there soon and make sure you just register you get that link and register for that week and um 
it's been, I, I think we've been very careful for those of you who might be a little concerned, we are careful. Everybody's required to wear masks and we do stay outdoors. So look forward to more families coming back together. All right, well, this ends February. Um, and I know in March, PT, you have something, uh, something you're really looking forward to, aren't you? <laughs> well, I'm on call for jury duty. So, you know, cross your fingers. I hope I get chosen or I just get finished, but hopefully not anything else in between. <laughs> well, so we'll see you after your jury duty and you can tell us um, what exciting case that you get to be on. Yes, Lord willing.